0: Happy February. Welcome to a new month of Blake's Take. We got new month, new sports action. Looking forward to the month ahead and all the incredible sports we're going to have. And I'm going to be right here reporting you, keeping you updated on all the local and national sports from the Willamette Valley and beyond. So let's get right into it. In the NFL, although we did not have the Pro Bowl this weekend, which is always so exciting. But we still got some exciting news coming out of the NFL. Former number one overall draft picks Matthew Stafford and Jared Goff are changing teams. The Detroit Lions are trading Stafford to the Los Angeles Rams in exchange for Goff, a third-round pick in 2021, a first-round pick in 2022, a first-round pick in 2023, and the first large move of this 2021 offseason. Stafford, the top selection in the 2009 NFL Draft, threw for 45,109 yards and 282 touchdowns over the 12 seasons he had in Detroit. Goff, the first pick in the 2016 draft, made the Pro Bowl in 2017 and 2018 as well as the Super Bowl in 2018 and threw for 18,171 yards and 107 touchdowns in his five seasons with the Rams. Goff was the LA's last first round pick, and the franchise has already traded away their first rounders in 12 2024. So, you're not going to see a great pick for the Rams in a while, but they got a great pieces now, so they don't really need draft picks. Stafford was not expected to return to Detroit this offseason, while Goff's future was a beautiful mystery, according to the Rams general manager Les Snead. New Lions GM Brad Holmes was hired earlier this month from the Rams, for whom he was the director of college scouting, and he hired Dan Campbell as Detroit's new coach on January 20th. The Lions had interest from seven or eight teams offering first-round picks as compensation for Stafford. Though the deal for Goff won't necessarily preclude the Lions from taking a quarterback in this year's draft, Goff told ESPN's Jeff Darlington on Saturday night. He spoke with Dan Campbell, and the new Lions coach made it clear through the message to Goff is in Detroit's plans for the future. Stafford, who is now 32, will leave Detroit as the team's all-time leader in every passing category. He is number 16 all time in NFL passing yards 45,109 and passing touchdowns 282 number 18 in attempts 6,224 and number 14 in completions 3,898 His career passing rating of 89.9 is number 21 all time, and his 144 interceptions are tied for number 66 all time with Joe Flacco and Steve Bartuski. While the Lions never won the NFC North with Stafford as their quarterback, he kept them largely competitive over the past decade as the team's first draft pick following the Detroit's 0-16 season in 2008. Stafford had eight seasons of 4,000 or more passing yards and a 5,038-yard season in 2011 in which he had 41 touchdowns as well. Stafford has thrown at least 20 touchdowns in every full season of his career and at least 10 interceptions as well. Goff, who turned 26 in October, leaves L.A. after five seasons, including four under Rams head coach Sean McVay. And with his 42-27 record, he made seven winless starts as a rookie under former coach Jeff Fisher before he Rams hired McVay, who is known for his offensive acumen and ability to develop quarterbacks. McVeigh and Goff flourished in their first two seasons together winning back-to-back division titles and an NFC championship and a Super Bowl appearance. The Rams awarded Goff a four-year $134 million extension with $110 million guaranteed after he led the Rams to Super Bowl LIII appearance. However, the offense never appeared the same after that 13-3 loss to New England in the Super Bowl as the Rams fell from a top-scoring team to an average unit over the past two seasons. Issues between Goff and McVay became apparent during this 2020 season. Despite their 10 and 6 record, after a 23 to 20 loss to the San Francisco 49ers in Week 12, McVay pub- publicly called out the quarterbacks for three turnovers and demanded that the issue improve. Over the past two seasons, Goff ranked second in the NFL with 38 turnovers so much needed to this was a much needed trade that is long overdue for Matthew Stafford and I think it is a solid return for a team like Detroit who needs to start afresh after the clearly they haven't been able to surround Stafford with the successful pieces but with a young quarterback in golf and some draft pick opportunities I think the Lions will thrive off of this and I think they will build a younger more fluent offense in the coming seasons with leaving Detroit in Stafford Stafford's kind of holding on all those pieces together that weren't too very good and he was just trying basically doing everything to make that offense succeed. And now with the offense and some pick opportunities with Goff and some younger p- picks that they might pick Devontae Smith, an elite receiver, it might be able to be looking good for the Detroit Lions and they might be able to start building back to maybe some a playoff wild card competition which would be a great start as the Browns have shown that it is very possible to go from a very losing team in a few years to an elite playoff contender just like the Browns did this season. So it's going to be a great. For both teams, the Rams are going to be Super Bowl championship contenders while the Lions may be able to be back in the playoffs in a very few seasons. So I'm looking forward to how both of these teams rebuild their teams and rebuild their success in the NFL. As far as NBA, the Wizards got a great win last night against the Brooklyn Nets to finally give Bradley Beal some sort of reward for his continued efforts for this team. The Nets were without James Harden in this one, but that didn't matter to start the game, with the Nets going on an early 19-5 run. Nevertheless, the Wizards climbed their way back in in this one to put it within just six going into halftime. It would be a back and forth in the third quarter, but then in the fourth quarter is where really things started to get interesting. Bradley Beal scored 22 of his 37 points in the final 10 minutes of the game to pave the way for the Wizards in the fourth. Katie and Kyrie kept it close and even took the five point lead, with just twelve seconds remaining in this game. Sounds like a similar similar situation we saw with the Blazers on Saturday night, huh? Bradley Beal dribbled down the court and pulled one from deep to put the game within two with just 8 seconds remaining. Then it got wild. Joe Harris tried to quickly inbound it to KD, but instead it was stolen by Harrison Matthews who ditched it out to Westbrook for the dagger game-winning 3-point shot. Holy smokes, great shot by Westbrook. Wizards scored 6 points in 4 seconds. Absolutely insane! There was still four seconds remaining on the clock though and the Nets got a great look but a toilet rolled around the rim and fell out and the Wizards got the high scoring close win to snap their four game losing streak. The Nets allowed the most points in the fourth quarter by any team this season with 48 points. This just made their lack of defense skills more and more evident. Westbrook had a season high 41 points to go along with 10 rebounds eight assists and two steals and the shocking incredible dagger game-winning shot russell's unbelievable tonight beal said on all levels had his jumper going getting in the post knocking down free throws He was everywhere tonight we needed that and that was a beautiful sight to see the Wizards still occupied the bottom of the NBA standings after a rough start as any team had to endure. With all their COVID stuff and the injuries, it was a rough situation for the Wizards. But now that they got a he- healthy rust the COVID-19 s- situation sort of figured out in the organization they will start to feel more like a better team and more getting back together in their fluid and their chemistry. So incredible weekend in the NBA, I mean, am I right? Back to back nights with incredible game-winning shots by Lillard and now Westbrook. Incredible runs and just clutch time plays. It was super entertaining to watch both the Blazers and the Wizards this weekend, and I look forward to how they will continue to come out on top in the heat of the moment. Clutch time plays by clutch time players. is going to to be a very interesting season all around the NBA I mean clutch shots are happening every night now I can't wait to see all the highlights that are going to come as far as local sports more basketball action for the Beavs against California team and they're to wrap up their California road trip this time it was against top ranked in the Pac-12 number 23 ranked nationally UCLA the bees kept it close all game in this one until the Bruins went on a 6-0 spurt that gave them their first double-digit lead of the game with just under 4 minutes remaining. Yet the bees weren't done, though. They responded with 8 straight points to trail 52-49. Clinging on to a 53-50 lead, Riley missed a 3-pointer. After a timeout, OSU's Ethan Thompson stumbled while making slight contact with Julius Renard and lost the ball out of bounds with 8 seconds to go, which gave the Bruins another chance to score and take a two-point lead ethan thompson then resettled himself got a quick layup which drew the bees within three in this game kind of like it could have been an opportunity for a clutch moment but they had to foul campbell who had made both of those to close out the game and get the victory for the bruins thompson led the beavers with 16 points which was their only double-figure score. So the Beavers' defense really showed up with elite status with holding the top-ranked in the Pac-12 Bruins to just 57 points. Oregon State held UCLA to 33% shooting, and but the Beavers committed 15 turnovers and got to the free-throw line just seven times. The Bruins were 17-23 of 23 from their line and were really contributed from the fouls and took advantages of those opportunities and so it was a very unfortunate loss for the Bees. so close, taking down, almost taking down number one, but the defense couldn't do everything in this game, and Ethan Thompson definitely needed some help from his teammates in order to get this win. As I always say, if the Bees don't get more than one double-digit score, in the starters at least, they are not going to win the game, it is just how it goes with this Beavers team, they got to get other players involved, other players in double digits, and the chemistry is key for the bees cuz you've seen when they went on their 3 game winning streak they had so many double scores it was incredible and that is why they won but the the defense is immaculate i'm so glad that their defense is doing well to make up for their lack of offensive skills but if they can pair their offensive skills now with their elite defense that they have shown, it is going to be great. And they will go on great runs through the Pac 12, putting themselves at elite status. They took down Oregon. They took down USC at one point, And if they, they almost took down UCLA last, on Saturday. So if they can just pair the pieces together, just a few more tweaks in the offense, it will be great for the Bees. And I believe they will once again be elite in the Pac 12. So thank you for tuning in to another episode of Blake's Take. Welcome to a new month. We're going to have great sports content all month long and all through the future. I hope you all enjoyed it, the brand new content on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and or YouTube. You can also check me out on TikTok now for some short clips, nice highlights on there. Appreciate all the support. I hope you all have a great rest of your night, and I'll see you all tomorrow.